Happy Easter, Westridge. We're so glad that you're with us, that you're joining us online. I want to take a moment as well to welcome people from all over the country, all over our state, and all over the world. We know I have people joining us from, from just everywhere you can think of. So we're so, so glad to be joining you, to be in your living room here this morning. Um, every single year, I look forward to this day because Easter isn't just a religious holiday that we put on the calendar. Easter is the Super Bowl of our faith. But I got to tell you this, a few months ago, if someone would have told me that we'd be doing our Easter, uh, Super Bowl Easter service to an empty auditorium, I would have never believed you. But here we are. Here we are. And I know many of you watching today find yourself in a situation that you never dreamed you would be in a month ago. This COVID-19 pandemic that we're in the middle of has impacted every single one of us. We just think about just thousands of families who have lost loved ones throughout this pandemic. Jobs have been lost. I know there's so many people that are struggling and hurting right now, wondering how they're going to make ends meet. All across the world, things have, have literally come to a screeching halt. And extreme measures have been taken through things like social distancing and shelter at home mandates. And it's moments like this where you get a, a perspective on what really matters, right? And for you and, and everyone that's watching today, I want you to know this one thing. You matter to God. You're loved, you're loved, but you matter to God. And despite these unique circumstances that we find ourselves in, I've never been more excited about Easter because I believe that God is up to something. I believe that he is doing unprecedented things. He is doing something greater than we could have ever, ever imagined. And I believe that through this season that we're in right now, God is going to change lives. He is going to change families. He is going to change generations. He is going to change eternities because of what is going on today in our homes all over the state, all over our country, and all over our world. And so wherever you are today, and whatever emotional state you may find yourself in as you're watching, I want to encourage you to hang in there. I want to encourage you to stay with us right now to the very end, because I believe God has something just for you. But before we continue, I just want to take a moment, and I want to pray for you, and I want to pray for our time together as we celebrate a risen Savior here today. Father, there are people who are hurting all over this world, people who are struggling in fear, paralyzed by emotions right now. Lord, there are folks who are watching who are lonely, who haven't had social interaction face-to-face -face with, with, with people for quite a while here. Lord, we think of all of our nurses and doctors. We think of all of our folks who are first responders who are just working and working to try to save people's lives. We we pray for them today. We think of all of the people who are serving in grocery stores and in restaurants and all over the place, Lord. We think of people who are, who are still serving the public, who are putting themselves out there. We pray for your protection. We pray for your peace to come over their lives. We, we pray for family members, Lord, who have lost people. We pray for you to be everything that you promise in your word to be at moments like this, Lord. We pray for every person who may be in the hospital or even at home self-quarantining who's struggling through this virus. May you be with them in a powerful way today. Father, would you help us all to know that because we serve a risen Savior, Father, there's hope for today, there's hope for tomorrow. Father, that you are a God that is with us. All authority is yours. Nothing is surprising you. So all of our hope and all of our faith is in you today, in a living hope. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 
So here we are on Easter weekend. Easter Sunday is where we celebrate a moment that happened over 2,000 years ago. What's that moment? That moment is when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Jesus himself boldly declared that he was the Messiah, that he was the only way to heaven. He claimed to be God in the flesh. And then he said, the way that I will prove it to be true is that after I die three days later, I will resurrect from the dead. I will come back to life. Now, there's a notable challenge when it comes to the resurrection because there's a growing percentage of people all over the world that not only struggle to believe that the resurrection actually happened, but they actually struggle to believe that it really truly matters. Here's some interesting research. Back in 2005, the Gallup polling industry reported that 84% of Americans believed that the resurrection was a historical fact. You fast forward a few years to 2014 and that number was at 69%. Three years later, it was at 64%. And that number continues to drop every year. This is also notable. In 2016, the BBC reported that only 46% of the people that live in the United Kingdom who claim to be Christians actually believe that Jesus died on a cross and was resurrected from the dead. 40% of Christians. So not only are fewer people believing in the resurrection as a fact, but more and more Christians are struggling to believe that the resurrection actually has any relevance to their lives. So, does an event that supposedly happened over 2,000 years ago have any relevance on our lives here today in the year 2020? And how does the resurrection of Jesus Christ bring any comfort or hope or peace to the fact that we are in the middle of a worldwide pandemic? Does the resurrection really matter? Well, the resurrection somehow resonates with the human condition. It speaks to the deepest needs of humanity like no other event in all of history. The early Christians were convinced of this. They knew that not only had the resurrection taken place, but that it had enormous significance. The central message of the teaching of the disciples after Jesus left the earth was the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. When the apostle Paul was debating with a group of philosophers in Athens, Greece, he said, I'm passing on to you the most important thing I can share with you about Jesus and the Christian faith that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and on the third day he rose again, and that he was actually seen. The early followers of Jesus believed what we believe today. The reality of the resurrection is central to everything believe. It is the cornerstone of the Christian faith. But why does it matter? Does it make any difference that Jesus of Nazareth actually rose from the dead? Well, I'm going to suggest to you three reasons why the resurrection is extremely important and why it has up to the minute relevance for us here today. First of all, the resurrection matters today because we can live forgiven lives. Forgiveness is one of, the God's, is one of God's greatest gifts to mankind. I remember reading the words of a psychiatrist who said this. He said, if I could dismiss half of my patients tomorrow, he said, he said I, I could dismiss half of my patients tomorrow if they could just be assured of their forgiveness. The truth of the matter is, listen, we are all in need of forgiveness. We all live with the consequences of sin. We all deal with brokenness and shame and guilt over something in our path. And as a result, our conscience just nags us. It attacks us and it torments us and condemns us. So many people live in bondage and chains to their past mistakes. 
The, resurrec the resurrection means that I, I can be unchained from the bondage of sin and my past mistakes and I can be delivered from the power that it has over my life. The first words that Jesus spoke from the cross were actually words of forgiveness. Luke records it in Luke chapter 23. He says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. On the cross, Jesus sacrificed his life for the sins of mankind. But the resurrection, uh, resurrection proved that God accepted this, that sacrifice as full payment. And as a result, today we are forgiven. Here's why the resurrection is so vital and important to our need to be forgiven. If Jesus is still in the grave, then we are still hopelessly trapped in our sins. If Jesus didn't come out of the grave, then he died a meaningless death and we are wasting our time worshiping a dead, false Messiah. But listen to how the Apostle Paul laid this out in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He wrote this, he says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life, only we are of, of all people most to be pitied. But then he wrote this, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. And by raising Jesus from the dead, God assured us that he approved of what Jesus did on the cross and that Jesus did not die in vain. The death of Jesus on the cross is the foundation on which God is able to forgive all of our sins and give us new life. The resurrection validates his death. When you believe that Jesus is the son of God and you place all of your faith and all of your trust in him alone to be your personal savior, God forgives you of all of your sins once and for all. That means that you can let go of all of the guilt. You can let go of all of the shame and the regrets of your past. The Bible says that God takes our sins and he erases them and he forgets them. When I was younger, I had a toy called an Etch-A-Sketch. Some of you had probably the same thing. And with this little tablet with these two little wheels, you could create some really cool creative things. But once you flipped that thing over and you actually shook it, it just wiped the tablet clean. Everything was gone. It was erased. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. This is the etch-a-sketch verse of the Bible. In verse 1, he says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. At the very moment that you become a follower of Jesus, God wipes the slate of your life clean. Nothing is held over your head any longer. God sets you free from your past, and you are forgiven. And the resurrection assures us of God's forgiveness today. But listen, it gets even better. The second thing, the resurrection assures us that God can transform our lives every single day. I don't know about you, but today I need power for this present moment. But I also need to know that God has the power to change my life tomorrow. Some of you may be wondering, can God actually take a selfish person, I mean selfish down to the core, a selfish person and make them unselfish? Is it possible for God to take someone who is cruel and heartless and, and make them loving and kind? Can God take an angry person and help them to experience true joy and contentment? Can God break a, an individual free from the power of addiction? Can, do, can God take someone who, who, whose life, life right now is paralyzed by fear and release them to live in faith? Listen, because of the resurrection, all of that is possible. One of the most life-changing truths I've learned as a follower of Jesus is the saving life of Christ. 
Listen, we're not only saved by his death, but we are also saved by his life. That means that a, reser- that, that a, a risen Savior lives inside of us by his Holy Spirit. I'm not left on this earth to live the Christian life in my own strength and power, but instead in the strength of a risen Savior. And I can tap into that power every single day. Here's how the Apostle Paul described his own experience of being transformed by the death and the resurrection of Jesus. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he writes this. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul says every single day, my life is being transformed by the fact that Jesus is living his life through me. Paul says, he's changed me from the inside out. And if there was ever a man that needed to be changed, it was the apostle Paul. Listen, I know it's easy to look at someone who has struggled throughout their life and to say, listen, there's just no hope for that person. I mean, they're, they're a lost cause. They're, they're, there's no way that person could ever change. I mean, the mold has been set. It just is what it is. And listen, that may be how you feel about yourself today. You may be stuck in a lifestyle that you just cannot seem to get out of. Maybe you're trapped in a pattern of sinful behavior that you just can't seem to escape from. Or in your mind, you're looking at your life and you just cannot see how things could ever change. Listen, not only has my life been changed by Jesus, but I come from a long line of changed lives. My grandfather was born in 1906 in the western mountains of North Carolina. He, he came to Michigan when he was a young man because he was running from the law. He actually escaped from a chain gang. He had a, he had a big scar across his neck that, that, he, that, he, that he got from someone who was trying to kill him. I had no idea what that was until I was older. But somehow, one, one, one night, he ended up in an outdoor church service in Detroit, Michigan. And he received Jesus Christ to be his personal savior. Listen, my grandfather didn't just turn over a new leaf that night. He was radically changed and he became one of the most godly men that I ever knew. I've talked over the years about my dad. When I was little, my dad was was a lost man. He was spiritually lost and he had a bit of a temper. I watched my dad get in fights inside and outside of bars. He and my mom fought quite a bit. He wanted nothing to do with our church, nothing to do with pastors. And then one day, at the age of 31 years old, he showed up to a church on Palm Sunday in 1976, and he walked an aisle and he received Jesus Christ to be his personal Savior. Listen, my dad didn't get a little religious on that day. He was radically changed from the inside out. I had a front row seat to watch it all happen. God transformed his life and he became the spiritual leader of my family and my, my, my spiritual hero. Listen, when you receive God's free gift of salvation into your life, you don't just become a Christian, you are changed, you are transformed. God begins to transform your life, not just once, but every single day. Author John Stott describes it this way. He says, becoming a Christian is nothing less than a resurrection from spiritual death and the beginning of an entirely new life in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In other words, we are transformed by the indwelling power of a living Savior. Sin and death no longer have power over us. We can overcome every temptation and endure every trial because of the fact and the truth of the resurrection, because of a risen Jesus and the fact that he lives inside of us every day, we can walk in victorious faith through whatever life may throw at us next. 
Listen, I'm not talking here today about behavior modification. I'm not, I'm not just talking about lifestyle change. I'm talking about being transformed. I'm talking about being made brand new. I'm talking about what the Bible describes as being born again. Listen, without Jesus in your life, the Bible describes our current state as being spiritually dead. We know that God can raise us from the dead because he raised Christ from the dead. He can change us because he changed Christ. The resurrection assures us, assures us of God's forgiveness today. And the resurrection assures us that God can transform our lives every single day. But here's one more thing. The resurrection matters today because we now have a living hope. Listen to what the apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 1.3. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I cannot think of anything we need more in our world right now than hope. Listen, I'm not talking just about wishful thinking kind of hope. Biblical hope, hope is this. Biblical hope is a strong, confident expectation in God's future faithfulness and his presence. Hope means that Jesus is the Lord of our todays and our tomorrows. Hope, hope means that our present uh, situation and our future are in his hands. Listen, I know that every single person that is, that is alive today could say that this coronavirus situation is unlike anything they've ever experienced before. And as a result, I mean, there's just fear and panic that has just spread across the globe this morning, I, I looked at uh, the news, over 1.7 million cases of coronavirus just today. There's over 501,000 here in the, in the United States alone. So many people who are watching this today are just, you've been in your house for the last month and you haven't had face-to-face -face contact with anybody and, and there's just loneliness because we miss community. I mean, video can only be so good. We were designed for face-to-face -face personal interaction. And when you see the, the death toll rising every single day, which is now over 103,000 people across the world, there's just this feeling of hope, hopelessness that when you see something like that, it just can overwhelm you. Listen, as Christians, our hope goes well beyond scientists and doctors finding a cure to bring the end of this pandemic. We're praying for that to happen. But listen, our hope rests in a belief that one day the whole earth that at this very moment is groaning, the Bible says, in its bondage to decay and death. This whole earth is going to be liberated. The whole earth is going to be set free. One day our Savior Jesus is coming back to earth in power and glory and he is going to establish his kingdom here on earth and he will rule forever and we will live forever with him with new bodies in a new heaven and a new earth. Listen, we can live with certainty and security of that promise. That's real hope. You say, Brian, how in the world can you be so, so sure of that? Do you have any evidence to back up this crazy claim that the universe is going to be re reborn and resurrected along with us? I do. It's the evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection was just the beginning of God making all things new. When all hopes seemed to be lost, God reached down into a grave in ancient Jerusalem and breathed new life into his son Jesus and brought him up out of the grave. And when that happened, listen, forgiveness of sin was made complete. It assured us of God's forgiveness of sin through Jesus if we put our faith and our trust in him alone. 
It assures us today that his resurrection power can transform any life, any life. And it assured us of God's victory over death and the promise that God makes to his children, a promise of new bodies in a new world. Listen, we have a living hope in Jesus because of the resurrection. Listen, the message of the resurrection is more relevant today than any other time in our history. We need forgiveness of sin today. God is doing something that's unprecedented. I don't know all that he's up to, but I want to tell you he's moving. He's moving in powerful ways, not just in our own community, but all over the world. We need power to transform our lives. Listen, I want to I want to be able to look back on this season of my life and go, God changed me during this season. This wasn't a wasted time. This wasn't a moment where I just sat paralyzed in fear and panic. This was a moment where God literally transformed me. I came out of this a different person. And that's my prayer for all of you that we'll put our hope and our faith right now in a living, living Savior who lives inside of us through his Holy Spirit. This is a time of hope. And our hope is anchored in the foundation of knowing that Jesus came up out of the grave, that he's alive today, that he sits at the right hand of his Father. And through the power of his Holy Spirit, listen, we can walk through anything that may come next with hope, with faith, and with power because Jesus is alive today. So the resurrection has tremendous relevance, up to the minute relevance for this moment today. It can change your life. It can deliver you from whatever you're going through and it can breathe hope into you. If you're here today watching this and you've never put your faith and your trust alone in Jesus Christ to be your personal savior, you've never received forgiveness of sin, you've never stopped trying so hard to earn your way into God's favor and you're ready to just Put your life in God's hands. Just turn everything over to him at this moment. I want you to bow with me. Wherever you're sitting, wherever, whatever room you're in, would you just bow your head with me for just a moment? Would you pray something like this? Just say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is who he claimed to be. He is your son and he proved it by dying and rising from the dead. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I want to know you personally and experience the forgiveness of sin that, can only, that only you can offer. And as much as I know how, I ask you to come into my life right now and be my personal savior. I put my faith and my trust in you alone. I could never do this on my own. So Lord, forgive me today of my sins. Oh Lord, I need forgiveness. I'm sorry for every sin. Free me from the, the guilt of my past. Change my life today and give me a hope for tomorrow. I accept your free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that with me, I want you to do me a big favor. We would love nothing more than to be able to celebrate this amazing decision with you. So would you just take your phone, take your tablet, whatever it is you, would you text the word follow to 770-222-2125. Text the word follow to 770-222-2125. Listen, I want to just say this as well. If you've been away from God for a long time, he has never stopped chasing you. He has never given up on you as well. The resurrection means that there's new hope for you as well. You can come back. You can look at your life and go, there was a moment where I put my faith and trust in Jesus, but I I drifted away, I walked away. Listen, 
I can't think of a better time, not just on Easter weekend, but during the midst of this pandemic for you to come back to God. And my prayer for you today, if that's who you are, is that you'll say yes to Jesus and come back to him. Just ask him for forgiveness of sin. The resurrection, because of it, provides that for us today. God still wants to transform your life. He still wants to breathe hope into your future. This is just as much for you today as it was on the day that you made that decision to receive Christ as your savior. So come on back to him. He's not giving up on you.